Peace world, what's good? Y King, once again here for another episode. Africatown Media Network, Black Dot Underground. And uh, in the building today, um, our special guest is a CD native, artist extraordinaire, world traveler, Melvin Freeman, a.k.a. the Fly Blind Guy, man. Welcome. Man, thank Welcome you, back. man. Thank you. you Appreciate you guys having yes. me again. Yes. Good yes. to come back in oh, and chop man. it up. It's even better when, you know, when our people get off a, you know, an international flight, hit the airport, and come straight to the studio. We right. really, that makes us feel special, you know? No doubt. <laughs> so, yeah, what's we good, here. brother? Man, nothing, everything. Just creating, um, yeah. keeping it fly, keeping it gracious, just... Yes. Um, Trying to do some phenomenal work, you know. Since I've been back, I've been um, crunching down in the studio. Um, I got about eight pieces of frames, so I've been working on frames, shooting them, getting them right, about to frame the art, and preparing for a new art exhibit yeah, in May. That's what's up, man. I've seen some glimpses. But before we get too deep into that and, 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 and you know, this, this trip, man, I really want to hear about this, this, this mm-hmm. trip. Um, tell the people a little bit about your journey, you know, to this point. Um, journey to this point, um, in the nutshell, blind artist um, with a vision issue that could be progressing, you know, um, progressing for the worse. So um, just recently what I did was um, I woke up the day after Christmas and realized that it's time for me to go somewhere. Mm. I've been sitting on the passport for about five years and haven't used it, you know, things keep coming up, whether it be work-related, family, things like that. And right now, I don't have much on my plate but some work. And I said, you know what, it's time to go. So um, found the place I wanted to go, booked a ticket, and was out. You know, um, booked a ticket about a week in advance wow. and figured out where I was going and booked the flight to Egypt, and I kind of kept seeing this um, layover in Dubai, mm-hmm. you know? So I started kind of playing with the prices, and I figured, well, if it doesn't cost me to go to Dubai from Egypt, I might as well leave Egypt, go over to Dubai, spend six days there, and then dip back home. So I flew out to Egypt on the 19th, I believe, and was gone for 17 days. Mm. So you put the fly and fly blind guy. No doubt. No doubt. You know, take flight from the the district to the uh, to Dubai. Yeah, from the from the from the you know from the East U to the Middle East. You know what I'm saying? Talking about my (laughs) brother. You know what I'm saying? So man, yeah. For and you know the the fly blind guy. You know what 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 is it? What is it meaning? You know behind the behind the name for those that don't know. Um, the, the meaning behind the fly blind guy is just pretty much embracing the blindness and being the best fly blind guy that I can be. You know, I've always kind of been into the fashion and always been into doing dope and fly things. So um, when I noticed that I started having these eye issues and losing my vision and still having a little bit of it left, you know, taking it head on, I incorporated that into my moniker. You know what I'm saying? Made it a moniker, um, the fly blind guy. So it's pretty much embracing who I am you know, embracing the one thing that has put a lot of weight on me. You mm. know what I'm saying? Instead of complaining and crying about it, let me go ahead and wear that and tell people who I am because it is me and I got to own that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I rock with that handle. And then when I built the art, I use that as my art name. And, you know, here we are. Here we are. 
we are. You yeah. Know? And so yeah, tell us a little bit about the journey as a as an artist. You know, um, what has that been like? Um, journey as an artist has been great. You know, um, you know my love for art started as a kid growing up in the district. You know what I'm saying and course it came from you know the tagging on the walls but being in love with the culture of hip-hop being in love with the fashion and just wanting to make my mark in that culture and um I wasn't sure what it was going to be you know I wasn't really really into sports but I was more into making a name for myself and doing things um a little bit different things that would separate me from the pack so um it started with the tagging on the walls. It started with the fashion. Ended up with the camera one day. Started shooting with the camera. Um, trying to figure out how to get the depth of field and things working. And, you know, um, you know, with art, I look at it as um, doors and, and rooms, you know. In the art house, you might have a room with, your images. You might have a room with paint. You might have a room with fashion. So I don't believe in staying in one spot, you know. So when I started, let's just say there was a marker at one time that was the tool. Um, the next tool was the camera, or the next tool was the sneaker dye, you know, dyeing the the forces, dyeing the wallabies, and then the camera was the tool. And with this last body of work. I haven't really touched the camera so much. It's just been working with fluid, working with wood, mm. um, and, you know, working with images, you know, trying to create something different, you know, just growing within the art. And um, it's been the one thing that has created a lot of peace for me as well. It mm. keeps me sane, you know, mm. dealing with everything that I deal with every day, whether it be family, whether it be health, right. you know, the normal day-to-day stress stuff, yeah. but more so, you know, with the 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 blindness, the arts kind of kept me floating. You know, being able to look and create something dope and love it, you That's know, true. and true. then be able to gift it and show it to the world, you know, and put it out there. Definitely. Who are some? Who and what are some of the inspirations for the art that you create? You know, with me, I don't look at a lot of artists. I don't look at a lot of artists' work. Um, all of my inspiration comes through sound. So always um, the sound is what triggers a picture for me um, with all of the work. You know, as a photographer, it was Quentin Tarantino who inspired me to more so pick up a camera. Mm. Um, I'm kind of fascinated with the way movies are shot and... If you put a movie on pause, what it looks like, um, again, the depth of field and aperture, you know, the blur in the back or the blur in the, fir- in the front with um, a crisp focus, you know, on your, you know, a crisp look on your focal point. So that whole thing kind of inspired me with the camera. As far as what I'm doing now, what inspires me is... Um, looking at what everybody else is doing and knowing that I don't want to do that. Right. You know, trying to find something of my own, trying to create something doper, you know what I'm saying? Again, um, not to say that I'm in competition, but at the same time, 
I don't want to be Coming one of that, many. From that hip hop ethic, you know, right, you right, original. You yeah, you to, got the. If you sound like this, I gotta sound like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with the art, the inspiration is more sound. It's more music. Um, listening to certain albums, I could hear something, and that would trigger the idea. That's heavy. So it's you like know? basically taking one form of energy, moving at a certain vibration with sound, and translating it into another mm-hmm. form visual yeah we're dealing with light that's yeah you know even when i was rocking with the camera i would put the headphones on and go out and shoot pictures Mm. um it was always sound um you know because sound could be like really really big and if there's like a lot of sounds you know i travel through that you know i travel through the sounds and try to you know get lost in it you know Mm. it's like an escape but it's also the one thing that inspires me to um, not have boundaries. That's peace. That's peace. So, you know, you mentioned the district. You know, um, mm-hmm. growing up in the district, and for the world that doesn't know, you're speaking about the Central District of Seattle. You yeah. know, um, what was it like? You know, growing up in this neighborhood. You know, um, the district was everything. You know, I grew up on 27th and Union, literally between Pike and Pine. Went to all the neighborhood schools, Madrona, Meadey. Garfield graduated from there but as kids I had a dope childhood grew up in a um, household with my mom and a brother um, and grew up around all the homies right there you know um, some of the best memories would have been riding bikes you know um, hitting the devil's ditches the arboretum the roller coasters you know cutting through the bushes and the alleyways you know um, the community aspect, community was everything. You know, you had the grandmothers on the porches, you know, um, whether they be in their gardens or picking peas or splitting them or whatever they're doing on the porch, yelling at you, saying, stay out the street, stop throwing rocks, right. you know. I think last time we chopped it up about the plum fights, yeah, you know, man. just things Legendary. like that, you know, catching bees, blackberries, and, you know, the one thing that always stuck out to me then was coming outside in the morning and nobody being outside. Mm. And you could go down the street and knock on the door right. and ask if, you know, I used to ask if Cantrell could come outside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then we might go down the slug's house and right. get slug and we start knocking on doors. And next thing you know, we got enough people to play football, mm. you know, yeah. and, you, you know. don't see that that much anymore, man. Nope. And I say the community now takes place in somebody's apartment complex, but mm. it's not, you're not knocking on houses no more. Right. And when you slide through the district, you don't really see kids outside playing. No, you you don't. know, it's changing. So, you know, growing up for me um, in that neighborhood, that's where I got my game from. That's what instilled the values that I have today. You know what I'm saying? Um that's why I love it. You know, it's the one yeah. thing that I hold dear. And then at about 14, that's when I kind of started coming up to the block. Right. You know what I'm saying? Coming up to the front street and being with the homies up there, you know? Yeah, you speaking about, you spoke about, you know, the differences, you know, and the changes, you know. What are your thoughts about, you know, how things have changed and, and how has it affected you, you know, personally? Um... I do understand change, and I do understand that change must take place. Um, however, the change for me is hurt. Mm. 
you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's pain. It's pain to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, sliding down the streets and feeling like the family house ain't there no more or on the block that I was, on the block that I grew up on, ain't nobody there no more. You know what I'm saying? We got one or two cats on the block, you know? Um, and then at times it's kind of like, you get stared at and it's like, you don't belong here. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's different things like that. Um, but I think with, with the work that's being done, you know, with the buildings, you know, the, the, the Liberty Bank building and some of the buildings that's about to go up now, I think that's going to make a change. And that makes me feel better because you see some progression. You see people coming back to the hood. And that's what's really dope. You know what I'm saying? If if we could get affordable rent in the hoods, then that would be dope. You know what I'm saying? So it looks like, you know, we're making some moves towards that, you know, and the Liberty Bank is dope, you know. You know I'm always up there on the block. Yeah, you know, going, yeah, going yeah. to see what's up with the shop, go right. chop it up with Earl and right. Jay and them guys in the shop and just being out there. Um, it's a little bit different than across the street, but we're still here for definitely, real. Definitely. And and that I love. That's what's up, man. You know, what was it like seeing, you know, a concept you brought together for the um, you know, the temporary activation of, of Midtown, um being an inspiration for, you know, how the black community um can be recognized in, in art on the new the new building that's going there um on twenty third and Union. The new Midtown building. Yeah, the, one the new that Midtown. They, so you yeah. seen the, you know, you did the the mural project, right? And then you saw the buildings with gonna have images up there that's reflective. I mean, like something that's temporary is now projecting onto the future. Like, yeah. how did that feel for you, um, man? Being a spark. I thought the I thought it was dope that they used the concept. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it comes from the art that was sitting out there at first. Um, so I think the concept and the ideas of that going on that building was dope, but on the real, I think I got snubbed on that project, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't get selected. Right. And what was kind of ill is that, well, if my idea was the original concept, right. how did I get the snub on that? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that is bittersweet, mm -hmm. you know, to just keep it all the way a stack, you know, and shout out to all the artists who got accepted for that project and all that, you know what I'm saying? Um, shout out and congrats to them. Yeah, but that was a snub. Definitely on, on on Union, but you know, I don't think I don't think it's over yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's over yet. So we gonna, you know, we definitely gonna be pushing for you, you know what I'm saying? Pushing no that doubt. forward. Um, you know, growing up, you know, in the community and being able to make this trip that you just returned from. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That is major. Egypt, right? right. We always hear about it, you know, how great we were, the pyramids, you know, the so what was that like, you know, seeing these things like, you know, up close in person? Did you go visit the, you know, the pyramids? And then from an artist perspective too, like You know, um it was overwhelming. It was beautiful. Um it was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like it's different over there, you know what I'm saying? So Getting to go to, let's just say, first stop was um, the Saqqara Pyramids. And we checked that out, went into, like, the temple over there, and then we hit, like, the Giza joints 
over there, like, where you got, like, these nine big old pyramids and the Sphinx, you know, the big old Sphinx. Um, I've always dreamed of riding a camel. I always said I wanted to ride a camel, you know what I'm saying? But it was me. I, look, in my mind, I wanted to ride a camel with a pair of Dickies and some Chucks on. That was me, right? But anyway, I didn't have on all that. I had on the sweatsuit. We hopped on this camel, and... I'm riding over to these pyramids. Yeah. And it was just kind of like mind blowing. And it was surreal in a way. Like, yeah. you know, so I'm riding over there and we get to the pyramid and I can get off and go touch it and stand on it. And then, you know, you just kind of get all these questions like, how was this built? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, how long did this take? Or, you know, different things like that. So, um, I'm still processing, okay. you know what I'm saying? I'm still processing that whole trip, but it was dope to be able to see it. Yeah. You know, um, there was just so much on that trip, you know. Um, <clears throat> going in the pyramids, um, hopping on the train, going to um, another city in Egypt mm -hmm. um, and checking out the Temple of Isis going in there and looking at all the high rolls on the wall, you know, um, it's a lot, you know, 5,000 years worth of history. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Or more. You know what I'm or, saying? or more, you yeah. know, um, even hitting the um, Egyptian museum, mm -hmm. you know. Um, did I it went, like, did it, did it, you know, things that we've read about, you know, we've been told about, and we may have, you know, seen some images online. What was like, was it, validation you know what i mean in any way or does it feel did it feel closer do you feel connected to it at all or it was just like you know something to i guess observe or, or, or witness i'm gonna tell you like this there's there's two a couple of things that i felt so i kept making this joke i said yeah, when i come back i'm gonna be a pharaoh you know what okay. i'm saying I'm pharaoh frames now yeah. <laughs> but you know you definitely yeah. feel connection you know you when you get to touch it you start to feel a connection to it but i started second guessing it mm. because everything has been restored mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying okay. so when you're touching on it it's feeling like really really smooth and when you go in some of the temples, the floors is wood. Okay. And it's like, it's so detailed. Mm -hmm. Like in some of these temples, all the walls is just, there's high rolls everywhere. Okay. Even in the ceilings. And it's like, hold on. Did someone really just do all this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it makes you just like, <laughs> guess it. Yeah, a little amazing. Yeah, it's it's oh. that amazing. Yeah. It's it's really that amazing, you know. Um so yeah, like when you check out the history and you look at it, you feel like, damn, I was here, I touched it. You know what I'm saying? This was us right here, you know what I'm saying? So could we expect, you know, some new inspired by, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> some new man, I seen some of the recent pieces, was it the Nipsey piece, you know, and I just caught mm -hmm. a glimpse of this on online while you get you know you be giving a sneak previews man yeah. that was looking wow you know um 3d aspects of it yeah when i came back um from this trip there's a lot of ideas right now in regards to um art that is inspired by the trip 
Okay. Going over to Egypt. A lot that of... That sounds like a show in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I won't include any of those pieces or any of those ideas with this with the current show. But, um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of flicks that I shot over there, and there's some ideas and some things that I actually want to twist up mm. and um, take the whole concept of the hieroglyphics and the pyramids and things like that and, you know, pour it into what I do. Right, right, So I'm definitely right. going to do that. As far as the... Um, Nipsey pieces. Yeah. Um, is that is that part of the show that's coming up, or you tell yep. us about the? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's part of the show that's coming up. Um, this show that I'm doing um, right now it is tentatively titled Four Layer Cake. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And um, Four Layer Cake because the money, the cake. You know what I'm saying? The bread. And all of those pictures are stacked up either four layers or more to bring them to life, you know. So um, that whole offering is going to be built around hip-hop. And it's built around hip-hop because when I was away in blind school, I built a piece of art, which I would say is, a pair of ter- a pair of technique turntables, um, some twelve hundreds and a mixer. Okay. Um, I made these mixers, this turntable and these mixers out of wood blindfolded. It took me six and a half months. So when wow. I came back with these art pieces and they've been put up, I haven't showed them. I came back with these art pieces and I said, Well, I can't just have an exhibit showing these turntables. So what I did was I built a body of work around these turntables and it started with the rock him and the eric b payton full cover Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um adding money to it and taking their money out and then it just kind of spiraled out of control so now i have all of these pieces of art that deals with hip-hop or things surrounding hip-hop with this gold money and they will support my love for the turntable, you know what I'm saying. And That's what's up. Is there a venue for the uh, for the show yet? And the, the date? Yep. So right now we're looking at the Addison on Fourth Gallery space. Okay. Which is on um, between Fourth and Fifth on uh, between Fourth and Fifth in um, on Main on okay. Main Street. So one block of one block north of Jackson, between Fourth and Fifth on Main. And um, that's kind of like Chinatown, Pioneer Square, right up in there. And it will probably open up for Art Walk in May. Okay. I'm thinking about rocking three days back-to-back, so probably the 7th, 8th, and 9th for the exhibit. So right now I'm just trying to um, put that in stone. But... um, that's when I will unleash all of the pieces. That's solid, man. You know, you know, the, you, know you, you know, it's a lot of us looking forward to that, man. Yeah, you will know? you have the artwork. Yeah. Uh, you have the artwork on the wall. You will have uh, the coffee tables. Mm-hmm. You know, different things like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pull it out and um, bring it to life. You know, show everybody what I've been doing for the last couple of years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now we want to get into our, you know, our, se- <coughs> our segment dropping gems. Um, mm-hmm. This is where, you know, give a little something out the treasure chest for the people, you know. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, what are three books that have, you know, put light on your path or profoundly, you know, affected the way you move in the world? Three books, three books. Um, I would say as a youngster, the first one would have been the autobiography of Malcolm X. Um, that book was given to me at about 12 by Larry Evans. And um, I'm not sure. You know Larry Evans, yeah, yeah, of definitely course. You know Larry, Larry Evans, you know yeah, Larry. Yeah, 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 Larry, he he played a a really a really really big role in my life um, as a gang intervention specialist. You know what I'm saying? And that was a book he gave me, and I read that book and was pretty amazed. You know, just looking at how a man could transform. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, from the streets to something just you know magnificent. Just, world you know stage, just, right? just crazy. You yeah. know. So just kind of hearing that story, it taught me about change. It taught me about integrity. It just kind of taught me about a lot of different things. Um, and then more recently, um, some years back, my man Savior gave me a pamphlet, a book, As a Man Thinketh. Yeah, that's one of the definitely on the top of my list. That's one of those pieces where whenever I start to second guess what's going on in here or sometimes I get inside my head too long I dip back to that book and now that I can't really see the letters in the book I pop it up on YouTube and listen to it um, on an audio version and you know um, first couple of chapters in that joint kind of get you back right you know what I'm saying yeah so that's a good one it's power packed you know I got I got that joint in braille too But I got got still my Braille game up. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I have a third book. Um, It's two heavyweights right there. Yeah, um, a third book. The last book I read was probably James Prince's um, The Art of Respect. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was a book. I'm not going to say it was a life-changing book, Mm -hmm. but once again, you're dealing with a lot of respect and integrity. And you're dealing, you know, you're hearing it from a man who is, very respected and it's not really from strong arming or harming someone Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but i think it's from just kind of giving the respect and moving on integrity right you know right right. um so i think that's the last book that i've actually read but um the autobiography of malcolm and as a man thinketh those are my yeah yeah mr pieces right there um, in real time, who are some of your current, uh, you know, inspirations or models whose, you know, um, footprints provide, you know, a degree of, of guidance for you? Um, inspirations, that's really hard for me, man. Like, it's hard to find inspiration, uh, in this city. Mm-hmm. Um. Anywhere, though, you know. But... I say, you know, like right now, the story of Conway the Machine. I'm not sure if you're nah. familiar with Conway. He's a rapper right now. Okay. And that's kind of been like my pull of inspiration. And not to really make it about Conway, but he has a story where he was actually sitting in a truck and he was shot. Mm-hmm. And bullets hit him in his neck. Mm-hmm. And um, he has Bell's palsy. So one side of his face is paralyzed. Okay. 
And when I listened to this interview, you know, he talked about how he didn't want to look into the mirror anymore because he didn't want to see his face because his face, he got like a permanent ice grill almost. You know what I'm saying? Like his face don't move and um, he didn't want to look into the mirror. He didn't want to see, he didn't want his kids to see him like that. Mm. And now, you know, he's back rapping, he's hard as ever and right now they're probably the biggest thing in the game. So that's inspiring me to, uh, that's inspiring to me because of, the grief, you know, the right. loss of something, mm -hmm. and then the bounce back, that resonates with my story. Right. I've lost one eye, you know, only see through half of the other one, and that's progression. But how do you bounce back from that and still be great? Indeed. So, you know, when I see where he come from to where he's at now, that's the inspiration that I pull from that story. Um, other than that, um, it could be some of the women in my life mm -hmm. or my mentors, you know. Um, I, I keep a couple of really, really sharp blades around me, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. My right-hand man over there, you know what I'm saying? Um, always giving me some jewels. So um, I got a few people in my circle that really, really keep me grounded, you know, and when I need advice or um, some clarity, I bounce off of a couple of people. Indeed. And that's, that's what kind of keep me straight, you know. Yes, sir. Any uh, good podcasts, blogs, YouTube channels or that help, you know? Um, when it comes to blogs um, or podcasts, you know, I'm into hip-hop and I'm into the street stories and hearing different okay. people's stories and things like that. So I'll be checking out Queen's Flip Podcast, that okay. Flip the Script Podcast. Hilarious. Yeah. You know, um, some good stories on there. So I check that out. I'm into the Kev Mac videos, you know, which is pretty much the history of street and mm -hmm. gang stuff, you know, origins about that, talking to, like, the founders of these things that, were created in the streets that's kind of spiraled out of control. So I like listening to stories like that. Um, on some other stuff, I listen to Oprah's uh, soul sessions sometimes. You know, um, there's one that I tap into, um, her and Eckhart Tolle, and it uh, talks about um, the ego yeah, and having to check the ego and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's one that I found to be like really, really helpful, you know, while I'm on a self-help journey, you know what I'm Indeed. saying? Trying to make sure that, as we, as we all are, you, you know, know, I curb some of my issues, mm -hmm. to, you know, to be a better man. So, you know, um, that Eckhart Tolle and Oprah, where they talk about the ego and checking the ego and knowing how to recognize that. And that's one of the joints that I tap into a little bit. Um, and then um, anything motivational, Indeed. you know, that could put I the that. Put that, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anything yeah. motivational, I don't care if it's Les Brown or whoever, you right. know what I'm saying? I, I need to hear it, you right. know what I'm saying? Because that that's that gas, you know? So, right. yeah. Well, man, you know, Mel, the fly the fly one, man, we, we appreciate you, you know, touching oh, down, yeah. coming back through to see us, you know? Um, and let the people know, you know, what's going on. We definitely anticipating uh, the big show coming up. 
Um, why don't you let the people know where they, how they could, you know, follow you, stay in tune online and whatnot. No doubt. You guys could follow me on Instagram at fly blind guy. That's at F L Y B L I N D G U Y. Um, also on Instagram at sway guts. That's at S U E D E G U T Z. You know, uh, the suede guts is more of some of the, the, the clothing garments, but the fly blind guy, that is my story. You see a lot more of the journey. You see a lot more of the art. And if you're on Facebook, Melvin Freeman on Facebook, um, there's also a suede guts page on Facebook that you could check me out at. You know, tap in luxury street art, dope fashion, just dope everything. You know, ain't nothing weak coming out the house. So, you know, tap in and, and get with it. So y'all heard it, you know what I mean? We just had a good trip with the fly blind guy. Took flight for a minute, you know, traveled through some different atmosphere and air that he been seeing. And um, yeah. you know what it is. Tap in, don't tap out. Peace.